who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons & Dragons, from Demogorgon to Demogorgon to Demogorgon to Demogorgon. Brian, what the f***? Hey, Will. What's going on, Brad? How are you doing today? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm doing pretty swell. It's episode 200, man. It is. We made it. We made against it. Against all odds. This is it. We're done after this. We've Well, no, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, and I almost said, like, if only that were true, but I don't I don't no, want that to be no, true. of course not. Uh, we're going to keep going. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, we're going to keep it going for love and keep it going for Demogorgon, the topic of today's episode. So, Will, Indeed. how much do you know about my man? I actually know a lot about Demogorgon. We did do a whole episode on Demogorgon <laughs> already. True, that's true. Shout and out to Demogorgon. I've done a lot of research that's ancillary to him, so I've yes. learned a lot there. But today... I know I'm I not- know more than anybody how many times you have done ancillary <laughs> research for Demogorgon. <laughs> this is true. This is true. But uh, today's a little bit different. I'm not going to be uh, doing the, the lecture or the presentation, if you I'm will. at the wheel, baby. Indeed. And today I'm reading the stat block. And so. I've got... I've got Four points of contact on that steering wheel. Right. Uh, there are my arms forking into two tentacles. <laughs> there all we touching. go. Uh, all right. Ten and two. How about ten and two and like eight and and like six? Four, four, four. six, yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. That one, it does what it wants. <laughs> uh, Will Demogorgon is a powerful demon lord, ruler of the 88th layer of the abyss, mm-hmm. called the Gaping Maw. He is called by the title of Demon Prince. Though this title is self-proclaimed, it has been won by the almighty Demogorgon. Shout out to Demogorgon over the other demon lords because of his immense power and great influence. Yeah, some would say he's the strongest. Some would say he's the strongest. Some would know he's the strongest. That some is me. <laughs> some is you. Uh, in, this is mostly detailed in 4th edition Monster Manual and as well as 5th edition. Um, they've done a lot of updates on Demogorgon. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. So Mainstay from the beginning, though. That's right. Uh, one of the first back there with, uh, who's that guy? Orcus? Orcus. Uh, Ah, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, we uh, don't like him. He is considered like a, him. he's even considered a, to be a lesser deity back in second edition. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I we, know there's been some demon lords that have had that, that deity dumb yeah, done se- to them. Yeah, second edition, you know, yeah, okay. old, old school stuff. That's uh, interesting. Fifth edition notates him as the sibilant beast and master of the spiraling depths. Mm. He is the embodiment of chaos, madness, and destruction, seeking corruption to all that is good in order to undermine order in the multiverse. He would like nothing more than to see all existence dragged howling into the infinite depths of the abyss, and his ideal world would rid all beings aside from himself, including his cultists, uh, in the multiverse, according to Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes. 
In the meantime, Demogorgon regularly plots to steal additional lairs from other demon lords. He hates Orcus and vice versa, mm-hmm. and is also particularly at odds with Frazer Blue and Grazit. Yeah, Grazit, because Grazit's got that triple realm. And you know he wants a piece of that pie. That triple realm, baby. Oh, man, you're bringing up, you're bringing up memories. Yeah, I am. No, I'm, I'm thinking he's called the sibling beast probably because he has two heads. So he's, he is two. He, he is his own sibling. We're going to get there. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm just making, I'm just we, commenting. Yes, yes. I, continue. Yes, definitely. We will We will talk, trust me. We're about, <laughs> let's talk about what Demogorgon looks like so everybody's on the same page, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. So he's 18 feet tall. That's 5.5 meters. That's and bigger a decent, than most big guys. He's very big. And yeah. that's part of his kind of, his whole deal is yeah. he's not only only uh, a demon lord and has all these demon lord powers, but he's yeah. also very physically brutish and powerful. Yeah, yeah. Um, a decent frame of reference for his height would be, I don't know, take a look at your normal door. Now stack another one on top of it and then take half yeah. of that door and stack another one up there. So he's like two and a half he's doors tall. He's two and a half doors tall, which sounds way less impressive. That's pro gaming tips, though. If you want a yeah. dungeon master or something, be like, imagine two and a half doors. It's Demogorgon, baby. Yeah, gotcha. Um his upper body is built with the frame of a great ape, bulky and strong, mm-hmm. but with scales instead of skin or fur. Uh, yeah. It's kind of like a snake. Kind of like, like an image right now. Mammal it's, it's like mammalian combo. slash reptilian. Yeah. yeah. Um, duality. Yeah. Uh, I would say his most notable feature would be his two heads, yes? Definitely. Uh, they sit upon their own respective necks, which are sometimes depicted as long and slender in earlier editions. Yeah. In 5th edition, we see the iconic image of Demogorgon on the cover of the Out of the Abyss adventure module. It depicts thicker, thick, thick, short necks. It does. Uh, with a, and that's where you see the hairier upper body. Right yeah. yeah. Do you want to show the camera? Um, Shout out yeah, to my boy. Yeah, my there boy. Is, yeah. That's the tone. So yeah, right no, there. much, much thicker, bulkier neck. Yeah, and muscular, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Let's see, where was I? Oh man, mm-hmm. on the other side You're of the fence about here. His necks. Yes, I was talking about his necks, his hairy upper body. Um, either way, each one is seen ending in a head with the likeness of a mandrel. I think see, much I less so in fifth edition. A, a mandrel is a baboon. Oh, or, they're the same thing. Well, hang on a second. Yeah, because I'm, I'm like, I don't know if they're the same thing. Let's take a break from mandrels and shout out to Spark Mandrel of Mega Man X, who from henceforth shall be known as Demogorgon Robot. You remember Mega Man? Shout out to Demogorgon Robot. <laughs> Shout out to Demogorgon Robot Spark Mandrel. You remember Mega Man X, right, William? Uh, uh, yes. A sci-fi robot like, side-scrolling platformer the from the 1990s. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay, well, another less obscure frame of reference here would be Rafiki from The Lion King. Oh, shout out to Rafiki. Shout out to Rafiki from The Lion King. That movie from Disney <laughs> in the 1990s. He's Demogorgon shaman, <laughs> yeah. obviously. It's an aspect of the of the Demogorgon, and he's there to save the Pride Lands. <laughs> <laughs> or drag it into the abyss. Or drag everything. He's like, Simba must be the king so he can bring everything to true ruin. Indeed. Scar was only the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> Simba will come in and ruin the economy even further. Mm-hmm. There will be a short bounce back where everybody thinks it's cool. They'll but come back here. We'll drag them all down. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, um, yeah. Okay. So um, let's see here. Real. Oh, uh, so uh, the real life mandrel. Um, mm-hmm. That is kind of like a baboon, but fun fact about mandrills, they were once classified as baboons, but now claim their own genus, mandrillus, along with mm. the baboon-like species, the drill, according to Wikipedia. Okay, so they're baboon- Shout out to Wikipedia. They're baboon adjacent. Yes, they are baboon adjacent. And Demogorgon has mandrill heads, though. So. Demogorgon typically, like the older editions draw like actual mandrill heads Oh yeah, on I've him. seen them. And, and like he used to be like, in fourth edition, he's drawn as like bright orange. Yeah, yeah. mandrills have like red and blue on their face. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, he you see a lot of orange in Demogorgon, like almost like his insides are glowing. Yeah, I yeah, I'm seeing that I just figure that's here. a bunch of power in there. Yeah, I think that's, that's definitely what I think it's supposed to portray. So some obscure lore yeah. and I, I didn't include this in my notes but I did read it was that he was actually out of uh, was a embodiment of like the elemental planes or something like that okay so in fourth edition the whole abyss thing got the cosmology got, cosmology got changed because Asmodeus got a hold of a shard of darkness and became a greater god and grabbed the abyss by his hands and hurled all of it into the elemental chaos. Okay. And so the idea in fourth edition is that the abyss is at the bottom of the broiling elemental chaos. Right. And all the elementals that get a little too close to the abyss come demons, and demons are also inherently tied to the elemental stuff. So based on that, Demogorgon was one of the first creatures to enter in and thus became more powerful than the others? He was able to absorb 
lore? In the fourth edition, in the fourth edition lore, Demogorgon is was originally one of like the uh, primal elemental, along with a bunch of others that got too close to the abyss, and he was amongst the first. Yeah, cool. So I don't but, know, but that's really separate from everything else. Yes, yeah. and that, I didn't want to really like I, it yeah. came up, so I thought I'd touch sure. on it, but yeah, I don't know absolutely. if that's like how official that is it's, or whatever. It's, it's, as unofficial as something completely official could get. Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm thinking maybe that the glowing from within Demogorgon is kind of a hearkening to maybe something like that. I could definitely see that. That yeah. primal energy kind of trying sure. to burst out from inside of him. I, I like think, that. I don't think there are other demon lords that glow. Let's take a look. I got a few here, but you keep going. Yeah, that's that's a good because I looked at some of them and I didn't notice any glowing necessarily. Yeah, and the I way mean, he looks like does. He, he wants to explode with power. That's what I'm saying, and yeah. he he will, dog. He will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure he will. So I'll go ahead and continue yeah, can, on. You so keep going. Instead yeah. of arms, Demogorgon boasts two long, powerful tentacles. I guess I want is what I want to call them. Uh, um, they split partway down. Well, they're arms that become tentacles. Right, because he's got at. an elbow. They're arms all the way up to like the end of the forearm right here. Yeah, and and so he's and then after that it becomes pretty much you know a yeah, tentacle. Two tentacles. Yeah. Splits into a Y shape. Um, it's they look a cool, like it's a cool fucking design. Yeah, it, it's he good. He looks fucking cool. Who needs opposable thumbs? when you've just got, like, Four fucking tentacles. octopus shit going yeah, on. it's true. Uh, so the lower torso and legs remind me of a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a raptor, bulky and reptilian with sharp talons or claws, defining them as dangerous, dangerous weapons in their own right. Yeah. And on his rear is a muscular barbed tail. Yes, or would you call yeah. that, like, a hook? Or it looks like a hook. It's got a hook at the end, but I think there's, like, oh, barbs barbed, kind of up it's it. Barbs barbed that and all the way to a hook. Barbed and hooked. It's barbed and hooked, and it's made to suck the life force from you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, so, um, well, I'm getting a, a call from the master himself. Oh, um, oh He's no. asking me to do some shout-outs. He knows that's kind of my thing, but maybe you could do some shout-outs? I'll do my best. Let's do some shout-outs. Um, how about two supporters of the Dungeon Cast who are, in turn, supporters of Demogorgon? Yes, uh, yeah, sure, absolutely. Let's read some patrons let's, off. Uh, Thank you for coming off. to the Patreon Welcome and supporting. Welcome to the cult of Demogorgon. Welcome. Thank you, Nick Woyson. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Chris G. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Ryan Camtron. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Nicholas Cordio. Thank you, Nicholas. And thank you, Leon J. Mosley. Thank you, Leon. We'll shout out the rest of you later. Yes. The demon lord himself is satisfied for now. <laughs> symmetry, Will. It's all about symmetry and duality right now. I know. I know. Let's make up. Uh, that makes up the largest parts of Demogorgon's design, not only physically, but in <clears throat> character. Uh, each head of Demogorgon houses its own separate brain and personality. And while they are both Demogorgon, they are simultaneously their own separate entities and each take a name. So the left head is known as Ameul, while it's right mm. is Hethrodiah, which okay. I believe we covered last time. Yeah, I think we did, yeah. Um, so those are the personalities that war over control of the full personality, the full scope of Demogorgon. Okay. And they do war against each other. Yeah. Um, the two heads or personalities uh, vie for dominance within Demogorgon, Ameul being the more charismatic and cunning of the two. Okay, um, that's kind of what I was going to ask. Like, who are the two? Yeah, so the charisma in the sense of, like, more uh, willful in, mm -hmm. in those kind of ways, uh, but, well, but also gonna, very also deceptive. Say, and say, probably more uh, social. Yes, yeah. and that does come into play. Demogorgon okay. is quite social mm -hmm. um, in terms of, like, keeping it in the abyss. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, this is the more cunning of the two. Uh, Amael wishes to separate and become their own entity. Uh, this entity prefers deception, cunning, and manipulation when plotting their evil schemes. Mm -hmm. Now, Hethrodiah craves destruction and does not wish the separation of the two, but to dominate and conquer the, the other. They want <laughs> one or the other one wants to leave. <laughs> <They> want <laughs> Hethrodiah wants to unify their differences <clears throat> under one master, yeah. uh, which is Hethrodiah. Right. They're the more feral and instinctive side of Demogorgon. They're prone yeah. to taking this destructive action before taking much consideration. Mm, so if you want um, this animalistic sort of Godzilla presence in your game, mm -hmm. this is the head that's going to be in, in control. Right. Whereas the head of Ameul <laughs> is going to be working behind the scenes beforehand, right. weaving machinations to stop enemies before they make it to the front gates, right. that sort of right. thing. So you're probably beaten by Demogorgon long before you reach his lair. But if you do, now you have to deal with Hethrodiah. I like that. I like that. That's really cool. That's my take on it. Anyway. No, no, I think that's fair. I think that's that's pretty accurate. So despite these two personalities <laughs> plotting to destroy or dominate each other, Demogorgon has been known to utilize the strengths of each of its heads in innovative ways to carry out their shared fondness of chaos and ruin. 
So although quite physically powerful, he's constantly paranoid, and for good reason it would seem. Many would vie for the title of the most powerful demon lord given the chance. Despite this, and perhaps perhaps wisely so, Demogorgon tends to avoid direct conflict when possible. Yeah, and, like a smart person would. Like a smart person. <clears throat> so Demogorgon uh, instead prefers to use uh, magic to manipulate their servants to perform their bidding. Uh, he has the power to hypnotize a creature with merely his gaze. Ooh. This particularly, this is particularly effective uh, regarding lesser demons roaming in his abyssal lair. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, if he rolls up on a nobody, he can just be like, "You're doing this now." Yeah, and it's you like work for me now. Ten four, <clears throat> and uh, that's very useful. Like all the demon lords, an in-person sighting could very well lead one's mind to the terrible ruins of madness. <laughs> Uh, the strike from one of his tentacles can inflict horrible disease incurable through conventional methods upon striking an opponent. And his barbed, hooked tail can drain the life force from a living being upon embedding itself into the chunky meat places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even if, I'm sure if you don't have chunky meat places, he'll probably find a way to weave He'll that thing in there. Out. Yeah. Yep. But it's probably, it looks especially good against chunky meat places. <laughs> it does. Um, you have anything for me so far? Did you um, find any glowing demon lords? No, I looked at every other demon lord and the only one I thought that might glow was Orcus, but then I remembered he's dead. So he, he's kind of got that like cold dead thing going on. That is a thing. Uh, so not very glowy, but yeah, none, none of them have this uh, interior glow that uh, Demogorgon seems to have. All right. Um, so, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, Demogorgon lives in the 88th layer of the Abyss, the Gaping Maw, and in this mm-hmm. layer you will find the Brine Flats, mm-hmm. uh, acting as the Demon Lord's front lawn, so to speak. Judding from this is Demogorgon's palace, Abysm. That's its name. Nice. It's like the embodiment of the, of abyss, the abyss, I guess. Yeah. This is this is Abysms. <laughs> uh, two tall pointed spires <laughs> rise out of the water topped with minarets. Um, so they're like mm-hmm. kind of little balcony kind of yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, some say that these are shaped like skulls. I think is kind of cool flavor, but I yeah, don't know if even, that's canonical. <clears throat> even his fifth edition, fifth edition design, his head looks very skull-like. His head's yeah, his skin's skull-like. kind of sunken in and peeled yeah, back a little bit. Exactly, almost like a black dragon. So these two spires, these structures, are linked by a single bridge near the top, much like an evil chaotic iceberg. I would say the majority, <laughs> the majority yeah, sure. of the palace lay beneath the surface. <clears throat> so uh, okay, yeah. So but, it's, a, oh, it's actually more of an underwater palace. I would say so because these cool. these. While these towers are very tall, they're thin. Mm-hmm. I think the majority of it, I'm imagining it connects at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Maybe like a big underground fortress. Like a bulky or base Just foundation. like a big demonic warehouse. Okay. <laughs> filled with demons. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, that's probably where he chills uh, a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Or, I don't know. Like I imagine him like crawling up the side and like getting to the top real extra fast. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Why does he live in the water? That's what gets... Because there's nothing about him except for maybe the tentacles that scream water creature to me. Yeah, he's kind of amphibian looking in like some aspects, like his lower body Very, and his tentacles. But like his feet aren't webbed or anything. No, his feet uh, his feet are detailed to be webbed in some, okay, well, in some in this, of the lore. In this imagery, it doesn't look can't web, really tell, yeah. He doesn't like... He does not look like a thing that can swim. No, but he's... he's it's It just says like... And its own Maybe line his of tentacles, text. like they, they like propellers. Oh, that's okay. That wasn't what I was gonna go <laughs> with, but I love that. <laughs> He's fucking <laughs> miles <laughs> prowling it through the ocean. Exactly. Maybe there he can go. only move backwards. He's kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that. So his feet are webbed, so he can like water ski off the top. There we go. I like that. <laughs> uh, no, I was thinking he would like dive down and use the tentacles to like grab. His uh, lair seems like kind of rocky. Mm-hmm. It's surrounded by like caverns and reefs and stuff, and like yeah. salt flats and things yeah. like that. I'm figuring he could can, tentacles could just like grab onto stuff or grab onto the ground while he just like walks, keep him submerged. So, so he can't swim. So he's like daredeviling around. Does he have swim speed? I don't know. I don't he does. He does. He's so. got a fucking phenomenally fast swim speed. Apparently, he's built. He's for, he's, <laughs> he's propelling through the water. I'm he's telling built you. for water. Yeah, he's got to be doing that yeah. miles per hour shit. Okay. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I've got a little bit left here. Go for it. I'm getting tired. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> okay, I read that part. Reefs, hell yeah. So, um, <laughs> uh, be- I'll just read this part anyway. Below and beyond the palace lay a vast network of underwater caverns lined with reefs leading up to the main structure. This creates a type of barrier or blockade which houses many horrible and powerful creatures that worship and serve Demogorgon, including aboliths, krakens, and a race of chaotic evil manta rays known as the Ixitachitals. Oh, yeah, these guys. The Ixies, baby. Uh, <laughs> they make war. They all make war upon each other. Uh-huh. I don't know if that specifically means the Ixitachitals are making war on each other as well, but the Abolus, the Krakens, and these manta ray things. Yeah, uh, Demogorgon has always struck me as like power, might is right, and thus if you want my favor, you must prove it by killing each other. Yeah, but it yeah. seems like the Ixitachitals, because Abolus and Krakens serve other 
demon lords and serve other beings yeah, or serve sure. themselves. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but the Ixitachitals in particular seem to be housed in the Gaping Maw. And they, oh, specifically. Yeah. Not more widespread than that. I think they wear like, hello, I'm a cultist of Demogorgon tag on their shirts when they <laughs> gotcha. go to parties. Gotcha. Um, I can see that. So whether it be the territorial nature of the beast, the boredom, or perhaps just the chaotic influence of Demogorgon and the Gaping Maw, they fight. Like you're saying, maybe mm-hmm. Mike makes right, and that's they're just all trying to win his his, his chaotic love. Yeah. But, his chaotic uh, love. I like that. Uh, why don't we take a short rest? Let's take a short rest. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million dollars stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. It doesn't matter if you're selling scented soaps or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. It's like I said before, Shopify is going to take your business no matter what stage it's at and elevate it to the next level. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast. All lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeon cast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeon cast. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. Hey, Will, welcome to the part of the episode where we talk about Demogorgon. Fuck. Uh, Let's, um, well, I need power. I need power. I think we both do. And we need shout outs. <laughs> we need the energy of our cultists. We need the energy of our cultists. Please bring the patrons of Demogorgon's names to light so Demogorgon can know we've been uh, doing his bidding. I shall do so thusly. Thank you, Adam Richards. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Tybalt X. Thank you, Tybalt. Thank you, John Brennan. Brennan. Thank Brennan. you. Brennan. Yeah, John Brennan. Thank, thank you, John Brennan. Thank you, John. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Jamie. Thank you, Rexology hey, TV. I saw Jamie's, uh, did, did Pledge come in? Did we know her? Is that the Jamie we know? <laughs> I I, no, I don't think it's the Jamie that we know. <laughs> okay, well, thanks anyway, Jamie. <laughs> Who did you say after that? I said uh, Rexology TV. <laughs> Thank you, Rexology TV. Thank you, Joel Fogelson. Oh, Joel Fogelson. 
Thank you. Thank you, Mike Patterson. Mike. (laughs) Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Spencer Kane. Thank you, Spencer. Thank you, Oscar. Uh, bro, your your handwriting. <laughs> <laughs> let me get let me get this one. Yeah, yeah, go for one. it, go for it, please. Uh, I, I need I need Resendiz, Resendiz, R E S E N D I Z. With your name, Oscar, I can feel my power Thank returning. Thank you, Oscar. Thank you, Joel Lima. Thank you, Joel. Thank you, wolves wearing hats. Thank you, wolves wearing to hats. To all the wolves in the world that wear hats, thank you. Wolves wearing hats. Oh, my power is returned. I feel stronger. I feel much stronger. <laughs> thank you for coming on to uh, our Patreon, uh, <clears throat> which is linked to the Dungeon Cast, which is linked inherently to the powers of Demogorgon. This is true. And uh, I hope you're enjoying, enjoying all of your Chaotic Evil bonus content that's in there. Um, we've recently made some changes to make the... Uh, Patreon easier to use, and everything is housed uh, in our own Google Drive system and not in the systems of Patreon. It's still there. It's still in Patreon system. If you're used to it, you can keep doing that, but I'll tell you what, it's much better now. And that's all thanks to Demogorgon. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Demogorgon. It's a good idea. And to honor him, I believe we have made a Demogorgon-centric goal. We have made, true? yes. Um, Demogorgon says if we get enough money, we can do some art of Demogorgon <laughs> and put it in our Teespring. We may paint his visage. We we will be putting it that art into Teespring so that everybody can get it. Yes. So if you guys want to see some sweet Dungeon Cast Demogorgon stuff, we're working on a lot of things art-wise right now, which is very exciting for us always. Yeah, I got some work ahead of me. Yes, uh, we all do. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, also to honor Demogorgon, aside from this goal, go to our uh, patreon.com slash dungeoncast to check out how to become a uh, loyal patron of Demogorgon and the Dun- Will and I at the Dungeoncast. Uh, but also, uh, not only have we um, taken up this goal to achieve for uh, the glory of our our leader, Demogorgon, I've also taken up a Pact of Warlock, a Fiendish Warlock. And, uh, Ooh, nice. Yeah, I got a sweet closet. Um, <laughs> and I can uh, charm person real good now. <clears throat> and I do have to wear, like, thicker clothes because, uh, Jesus, that thing will not stay still, man. Mm. I didn't bring it today because I was worried it would blow up the mics. Yeah, Just kind of left it at home. I hope everything at right home now. is cool. But, like, it's pretty chill. House in shambles. Um, yeah, but I think we should probably get back to the great glory of our... A demon prince, Lord Strongman, Demon Gorgon. Let's get back to the show. Two, let's get to those two and a half doors. <laughs> Uh, Will keeps talking about Orcus, and I think it fucked with the recording. Oh, so this you. next part don't. is just uh, from the camera. Uh-huh. Uh, here you go. <laughs> We've returned. We've returned. Now, uh, how are you feeling, Will? I feel pretty good after this. I feel energized. I feel like... Like many souls of the damned are flowing through these veins. Am I glowing? Am I glowing with <laughs> the souls bit. of the damned? I see a little bit of glow. Uh, <laughs> that's it. That's that good shit I do like. There is one large landmass in the Gaping Maw, William. Uh, yes, his which, island, right? Yes, we did talk. Well, by island, do you mean continent? Oh, is it continent-sized? I've been reading that it's very, very big. Okay. <laughs> there are island chains peppered throughout, as I understand archipelagos. it. Archipelagos. Archipelagos, if you will. But sometimes they're just like random one island, and nice. I don't know like how canonical some of this stuff yeah. is. There's a lot of just like rumors floating around. I've never cool actually been to the adventure. Gaping Maw, though. I'd like to go one day. Yeah. Shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah. But. Uh, a lot of people online seem to be fleshing things out as they go, and by that I think they mean like having fever dreams in the middle of the night about what these places look mm, like, potentially. I see, I see, I see. But the abyss is like kind of an ever-changing thing as well. Yes, it I is. imagine maybe the islands move positions, and Probably. I'm positing this all by imagination. But yeah, you know, no, I wouldn't be surprised if that's exactly how that works. Nothing written like that, but you know, uh, it is what it is. Um, so we did talk about it on our last Demogorgon episode. Shout out to Demogorgon. It is its own large continent covered in tropical jungles. Here you can. Find the capital city, Lemoriax. Demogorgon keeps his own personal fortress in a bog there called Ungorth Reddick. So this isn't his main fortress. Is this like his backup fortress? This is like a side fortress. Oh wow! He's, okay. I think he's got like I a. Mean, he's got two heads. Maybe he needs two fortresses. He's got two fortresses. What are the names of the two heads again? Uh, Amael. So maybe and this Hefferdai. is Amael, and Hefferdai has the other one. Yeah, maybe. I mean, that that's definitely because um, his his main fortress, the spires, they're already split. 
sort of. I right, there's like two of that. And as a warlock of uh, patron of Demogorgon, I will tell you that as a cultist that when you make a Demogorgon temple, you do cut that shit in half. You do split that shit down the yeah. middle, and yeah, you make definitely. you know one side for each. So maybe it's he's got two, and they're split. Down, they're each split down the middle. I don't really know. Yeah, but everyone flavor. It could be. It could be either way. Yeah, one represents this head. One. I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at uh, um, at the Ungor Threatic, you will find his personal army that most notably includes Hezrau demons, Aboliths, and Scum. Scum is like. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting that word. Well, scum, I guess... They're a thing? They're, they're like um, a, a monster? Yeah, they're a monster. I think they got released in Saltmarsh module. my scum. It's basically a bad mermaid. Oh, okay, uh, bad Like a mermaid. squid mermaid. Squid mermaid. Like, mostly squid. It's Okay, so the, squid low, mate. the lower half... It looks like bad Squidward. The lower half is four tentacles, like squid tentacles. Okay, all right. And it's okay. kind of white and ghostly like okay. a squid. And then yeah. the top is kind of like wiener-shaped. And then it's got <laughs> arms. Like like buff human arms? Uh, they're kind of skinny. Let me uh, let me. I think I have. An how does this tentacle thing walk on land in this fortress in a bog? Um, I don't know. If anything, you would think they would live in the ocean fortress. That's good. Maybe it's just <laughs> an asshole that no, you guys got the land fortress. I'm picturing <laughs> it, it. It looks like it can kind of walk. Let me see a picture. Um, let me hang on. I think I I think I went over it. So a scum, five E. Images. So here it is. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. The, the oh, that's pretty scary looking. Yeah. I like the design on that. So there's it's like very a, uh, Lovecraftian. You can see like a skeleton in there almost. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then maybe what looks like gills kind of flapped over the, the neck area. And yeah, then it's got it's like a bunch like, of eyes. It's really? like a human and a squid like were spliced and together. Like, yeah, bad like, Squidward. Very bad. Very Squidward. bad. Not just bad Squidward, like horrifying Squidward. <laughs> yeah, I can um, kind of picture the. But I can see how they walk on land. Right. They're much more sturdy looking than I had imagined. Yeah, so these things could probably swim through the. Like, if they're moving through a bog, they're Dude. probably moving through a bog, no problem, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they've got a powerful lower body, mm-hmm. and I'm p- kind of picturing. What's that monster from Zelda? And I didn't think about this earlier, I'm thinking about this now. Um, what? It eats your shield. It, oh, the like-likes? Like-likes. They're the yeah. big, like, columns that yeah, yeah, yeah. are, like, nasty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this kind of... I picture it moving like that, where it kind of just, like, does this weird, yeah, like, jiggle. Yeah, I see that. And the, the tentacles, like, kind of flopping to move it. Yeah, yeah. I, um... So, I mean, you can tell me whether this is written or not, but it seems obvious to me that he, he recruited these dudes from Dagon. Because Dagon is an Oberynth. Yes. Who is, a, like, a Lovecraftian <laughs> demon, and those are very Lovecraftian-looking squid demons, and Dagon's an underwater Lovecraftian squid demon. It is said that the the 88th layer connects to Dagon's layer down yeah, below which is that. like, the 89th? The 90? Or the 90th? The 90, I think, is yeah. what it is. Okay. Um, yeah, that, it's... Uh, it's a weird situation down there. Like the far, basically, there, you have the Abyssian Ocean, mm-hmm. um, and Demogorgon exists in the 88th layer in the Abyssian Ocean. But the Abyssian Ocean kind of spans across multiple layers of the mm-hmm. abyss, as I mm-hmm. as I have it, mm-hmm. and like that is more of like a lateral thing, like on the surface. But yeah. if you go down, 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 you get to the bottom of Demogorgon's fortress. And then you get to Dagon's lair, apparently. Right. And there's a portal there or something. And then I, I think there are portals kind of all over Demogorgon's lair that could take you to rando places. Mm. Um, like, we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to that in a little bit. But okay. um, I'll continue I'll continue on with what I have here. Yeah. Um, so there are many other locations across this continent, including several island chains, kind of peppered throughout the lair. Like I said, you know, uh, Will. Sometimes people ask me if Demogorgon is so powerful. Then why does he? have his layers so far down. Why is he 88 layers down? And you know what I say to them, Will? What do you say to them? Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> anyway. I um, mean, the numbers are arbitrary. There is no beginning <laughs> or end to the abyss. I mean, I've seen a Forgotten Realms drawing where it's like, oh, yeah. like a funnel. Yeah, kind but of, that was but, like a third edition idea. And they are numbered, so there's some implications there, The number is supposed to represent the order in which they're discovered. Yeah. Because so there's supposedly an infinite number of them. There's supposedly an infinite number. Um, so the Screaming Jungle exists on this continent. Oh, God. Does um, it actually scream? Yeah, it's actually this huge region. This huge region is named after the many monkeys, lemurs, and apes that call this place home. So nice. yeah, kind of. Okay, cool. There are also. I uh, think they're like demonic lemurs, monkeys, y- and apes. You know, I think they're probably um, statted out like monkeys, lemurs, and apes, but they're definitely not normal if they're living right. here. Yeah, you know, they've been not. corrupted, and yeah. they're they're probably on the chaotic evil side. Not yeah. if if not demonic, then. 
than evil. Right there. Right. You're right there. Yeah. Um, I, there are also troglodytes, lizard folk, Hezrau demons, and Yuan T supposedly. Yeah, uh, I can all, see all that. scattered through here. Dinosaurs mm-hmm. and the uh, Balguras. So it's like the Savage Lands in uh, X Men. Yeah, it's kind of just <laughs> like the Savage Lands. Uh, and, and dire apes can also be found there in the deeper parts of the jungle. Yeah. Um, so or these are like uh, King Kong's Island. This is just like King Kong's Island. This is a lot like that. This is a lot like that. So yeah. maybe this is uh, some inspiration drawn. Oh, from, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. So think of King Kong's Island. So um, there is a. Oh Which, yeah. You know, I, I've said this before. I don't know if on the show, but I find King Kong to actually be a Lovecraftian type tale. But we can get yeah, King Kong is a, is a wild story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. There's kind of like uh, echoes of Jurassic Park. Or echoes of King Kong and Jurassic Park. Yeah, the sure. way like they end up going to the mainland and mm-hmm, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so the there is a portal way deep in this jungle, supposedly that leads to Layer Ninety, the guttering grove of Isildur. Isil, okay. Isil, Isil, Isildur. <laughs> okay. That's the patron of the Barl Gurus. Um, oh, okay. And that I found that in Dragon Magazine Ten. Weird ass dragon magazine. Early dragon magazine. That dragon magazine, the cover of that dragon magazine is wild. I don't I don't have it up and I don't want to try to recall it, but I just remember seeing it and being like, what the fuck? (laughs) This weird ass dragon magazine again. That's my new thing for the show. Um, Dragon magazine is wild. Um but uh so so this so the Lord of the Ninetieth Layer is the Lord of the Balguras. Yeah. So the Bal. Do you know what the Balguras yeah, looks they're like? The, the, they're the monkey? orange ape demons. Yeah. I, I don't know what Isil Haldur looks like. I imagine it's like a monkey. Be one of those. Probably. Yeah. I mean, so um, Lord of the Balrogs. I just wanted to touch on like not only can you get to Dagon's Lair, you can go to like which is probably eighty nine, considering what I just yeah. read. So ninety is the Guttering Grove. Yeah. Um, you can go to lots of places from Diomagorgon's Lair. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently. Well, yeah. All the adjacent layers in, right. the, in the ocean. Let's talk about Greyhawk. Um, okay. Colorenth. I think mm-hmm. it's Colorenth. Mm-hmm. Now, Colorenth is a stone fortress perched up on some rocks. Mm-hmm. It's home to um, one of Demogorgon's greatest champions, which is a death knight named Cargoth the Betrayer, or Saint Cargoth, as he's known in Greyhawk. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a strong contact, uh, and many strong contacts, I think, on the material plane, and sometimes people in the realms travel to his palace. Uh, he has a dark brown pool located in the palace that is a gateway to Abyssum. Mm, so, wow. basically, there's a, a super badass death knight out here somewhere, um, basically on an island, yeah. and he's uh, transporting what I would imagine to be patrons or people of importance into the lair and sending them onward to Demogorgon, uh, etc. Uh, Demogorgon kind of tends to have... Uh, it's like written that he has conversations with other uh, other demon lords and stuff like that. For like, sure, he holds consult. Like Dagon, uh, Dagon, a demon lord from below, will um, be called advise each of Demogorgon's heads separately. Yeah. So Dagon has some kind of it seems like some influence over Demogorgon. Yep. But they seem to be more like homies most of the time. Yeah. Dagon has his own machinations. They, yeah, their uh, their goals align. Right. So, so he'll. Um, He'll kind of um, take each, you know, he knows what Demogorgon need. Yeah. So he's going to talk to each head like <laughs> exactly. it's his own little baby. Yeah, sure. I don't know how that's like. How they that must like, be, you turn away. Well, right. It's <laughs> like partitioning like themselves ears, yeah. uh, like through with magic. Yeah. But I'm thinking it's exactly like that. Like they'll yeah. divinate to each other maybe. And like, That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I'll, like, hey, it's me, uh, Dagon, pick up. I know you're there. I can just do it. What are you doing over there? <laughs> Talking to Dagon, leave me alone. <laughs> Talking to Dagon, dude, stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, I'm, I figure um, it's he's mostly telling Hethrodia to calm down, and he's mostly yeah. telling um, he's mostly telling Amiel to leave Hethrodia alone or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you guys stop fighting right now. Yeah, I, I think that he he probably knows the best way to calm him down is to counsel them separately. Right. And counsel was the word I was looking for. Yeah. Well, um, I need even more power, and I know that that sounds selfish, but um, it's being called from within me. Yeah. Uh, so Sometimes the, these things are, they come from above us. Uh, yeah, and in some cases, below, below far below. Yes. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and shout out some patrons, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah let's do it. slash the Dungeon Cast. Uh, thank you, D'Angelo Delgado. Thank you, D'Angelo. Uh, Thank you, Scott McCool. Thank you, Scott. Uh, thank you, Hayden Fabre. Thank you, Hayden. And uh, thank you, Ari the Foxkit. Thank you. What was it, Ari? Ari the Thank Foxkit. you, Ari. Uh, thank you, Sean Kasai. Thank Kassal. you, Sean. Kasal. Thank you, Sean. <laughs> I thought that L was an I. My bad. Uh, thank you, Johnny Hustiano. 
Thank you, Johnny. That every time. Oh, he said he, that we didn't have to shout him out again. Oh. Because he's a returner. But you know what? You just got shouted out again. I, I suspected that he's doing Johnny. it on purpose. So no, no, he messaged again. me. He sent me a message. If me. you want to dip and come back just for a shout out, we'll do it. Yeah, that's fine. Or if you hit me up, be like, can you shout me out again? We'll do it. We'll do it. You guys are awesome. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Insert name. That's all one word. Oh, with thank you. I and name. N capitalized, but that's thank you. Insert name, um, and thank you. Let's see, that darn monkey love. Thank you, that darn monkey love. They're actually upping, so this is the second time we've said that darn monkey love. I'm pretty sure. And thank you. And this is not a joke. This came in like yesterday, and we delayed recording this episode. Oh yeah, this was not hiccups. planned. Yeah, not planned, and we were just shouting people out at this point. But um, the real Demogorgon. Oh my gosh, we're honored, sir. Thank you, the real Demogorgon. Thank you, the real DG. The real, D <laughs> the real, D the real Degore. Um, I feel good. I read them all. I'm sorry. I was supposed to say five oh, yeah, at the were, end, yeah. and I couldn't you just help myself. Got, you got wrapped up in that zealotry. tree. I got, I got in a rhythm. Maybe we'll yeah. get one while we're recording, and then we can shout them out. Yeah, that'd if you, be cool. If you come in during the recording, we'll let you know, and that's happened before. Um, so. Continue, or is it stat block time? It's Etten's time. It's Etten's time. Let's Shout out to Year the Giant. You're the big guy. <laughs> they even uh, they're getting a hand. This episode. They're getting a hand on the ball, and we did just have our Etten's. And what we was did. the other one? That was uh, the first Giants episode of the year. We did Etten's and Cyclopes. Cyclopes. Yeah. So uh, Etten's were uh, apparently Demogorgon's got nice Demogorgon drawing. Yeah, I did my best. <laughs> um, uh, so <laughs> wow, I'm just. I'll show, I'll show the camera. <laughs> I was doing this while Brad was talking. <laughs> that happens so much. We have this thing, and like during games, if I'm not using it, somebody is drawing dicks. <laughs> so, um, apparently, second edition says that Demogorgon created the Eden. There was also I didn't want to get. Yeah, there's a little bit of that in the uh, fifth edition monster manual where they say it's a possibility. It's a possibility, yeah. right? It's it's just like one of those things. Yeah. Like maybe he created some ends. Well, so I noticed about. Sorry to interrupt. No, you you're good. Like, for like a hundredth time, but uh, the I noticed that in the fifth edition monster manual, was a lot of the monsters that their origin never really got explained. Yeah, a lot of them they just maybe it's Demogorgon. For reals, though, because a lot of these demon lords, not just Baphomet, are making wild shit. Sure. They're just, like, apparently using their demonic energy and, like, some dirt to make a thing. <laughs> or, true. like, they're taking another demon and, like, doing magics on it or, like, hitting it with demon abyss chemicals. I think the idea is, uh, with when it comes to the abyss and demons, is this concept of corruption. Yes. And, like, changing one thing into a nasty version of itself. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that is uh, th uh, thematic. Yeah. Um, and I just wrote here, this is weird, I just wrote here, I know I meant to say Warlock, Warlockagon. <laughs> I just wrote that by itself, but I forgot the R, so it just says Warlockagon. <laughs> but I think I meant Warlockagon to remind myself to talk about how I'm a, how I'm a Warlockagon. Okay, um, gotcha. so, so yeah, Warlockagons, that's me. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about some of these, um, they're called Asp, you can summon an Aspect of Demogorgon if you try it really hard. I think we did it once. Uh, yeah, we, that was, oof, yeah. So it's hard to summon the, that real deal to the material plane, trust me. Mm -hmm. It is really hard to summon the full, the full Demogorgon here. <laughs> it happens, it comes, the Demogorgon can make it to the material plane, but it takes some do, mm -hmm. it seems, to, mm -hmm. to kind of get a Demon Lord up, yeah. uh, into a big enough hole. Yeah. We've talked about abyssal incursions before, the longer mm -hmm. one exists, the wider the portal gets, or the more powerful, something like that. Yeah, it's like, it has, like, different levels of... Calamitous intent or yeah. whatever. Like the longer you play Jumanji, the worse shit Exactly, off. there we go. Um, and Jumanji, Jumanji is an abyssal incursion. It is, we've talked, <laughs> we've talked about it. I love talking about Jumanji in this sense. It makes the movie so much more interesting yeah, that like, yeah. if they would have kept playing, what would have come yeah. out? Yeah, oh, absolutely. As a matter of fact, if anything, if you put the newer movies aside... Um, oh, and I do. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> well. Not that they're but bad. The original I get movie, it, like it almost them, seems like it is a direct portal to uh, what's the Gaping Maw. Like, that's yeah. almost exactly what it seems like. Like the jungles and yeah. stuff. Like yeah, the, the evil jungles of Demogorgon. Right. So, shout out to Demogorgon. Yeah. Obviously. Jumanji is obviously a Demogorgon central movie. That's Robin Williams was very close to being corrupted. Yes. And, and that would have been bad. Um, I love that shit. He's like, what year is it? He's, he's crazy because he just got out of the fucking abyss. Yeah, exactly. He had to, go to, the, he had to get trapped in the abyss for, for like 30 years or yeah, some sheah, shit. 30? I, I don't was fucking 20, know. But it was a lot I think he's time. like 30 when he comes out. Yeah, so maybe 20 like years yeah, goes by. Like um, Back to what you were saying, though. So the cult of Demogorgon yeah. is um, 
Like, oh, I read some, do you know about this? I read some lore that says he created the Ettons, but then he linked them spiritually. And I forgot the name of the person, and I probably should have looked it up a little more, but there was a person that he linked them to, so any Etten that was dealt damage or felt pain, it was that pain was transferred to this person to punish them for something. Oh, I don't know. Is that know. a thing? Uh, maybe next time we cover Demogorgon, I'll get into more of the obscure stuff. To, <laughs> I couldn't validify Episode 300, it. we're coming your way. I didn't have time to validify that one, so... Sure. Um, but yeah, Demogorgon's cool. I want to talk about the Ixitachital, because I think okay. that would be cool to cover the stat block. Oh, yeah, do you, sure. Would you mind reading the stat block, Will, for the Ixitachital? Yeah, do you want to give a brief description of it first, or so do you want me to do it's that? A, it's the mana ray that killed Steve Irwin. It's very big, and it has a very long, like, spine tail. I'm sorry if that was in bad taste. Um, <laughs> he, this, this thing's got, um, basically where a mana ray's mouth would be, though, it is, like, split wide open, and there's a fucking great white shark face right there. Is that, I mean, is that right? No. Kind of. It has the mouth of a great white shark. Okay. That's close enough, what it though. is, yeah. I, it looks like there's two it's heads giant, on this thing. What? Like, it has its I own head. two heads. And then no. a great... Well, like a head well, inside of a head. Okay, I'm... It I'm looks looking, like there's a great white shark inside of there. You know no, what I mean? I mean, sure. <laughs> That's like looking at the pattern of a cloud and be like, that cloud looks like a cow. Kind of. Like, <laughs> but can, you can see shark detail in there. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's I'm just, thinking like... It looks maybe, like it has the mouth of a shark. Maybe they have two... Two, two personas. Do you want to pull up a, a Google image? And basically, it's a giant demon manta ray. It's a giant demon manta ray. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead and read it's it. It's not actually a demon. It's considered a medium aberration, which again, aberrations are tied to the Lovecraftian, uh, what are they called? The uh, uh, old ones? Yeah, the great old ones. Yeah, so again, this tells me that it's probably from Dagon's pantheon. It's borrowing it. Maybe it's Dagon's like, cheerleading squad for Demogorgon. Because these are, as I understand it, these are Demogorgon's main number one dudes. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, it's a medium aberration, chaotic evil, armor class 16, HP 44. It's got zero speed, but 30 swim speed, so this thing can't be on land. Um, strength 14, dex 18, con 13, intelligence 12, so they're very smart. Wisdom 13, charisma 7. Uh, dark vision, they have their own language of Ixitachital. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, they have regeneration, they regain 10 hit points at the start of every turn, and only die if it starts its turn with zero hit points. Uh, they only have one action, it's called Vampiric Bite. So it's a plus 4 to hit, reach 5 feet. Does 1d8 plus 2 piercing damage, the target must also succeed on a DC 11 constitution saving throw, or its hit point maximum is reduced by an amount equal to the damage taken. Um, so yeah, that's that hits pretty hard. It's a challenge rating 2 creature, so this is definitely a low level soldier type yes. monster. Yes, and there are like supposedly a lot of these guys Yeah, I, like I could see swarms and swarms of these things in the ocean. And then it also has a reaction uh, called Barb Tail. When a creature provokes an opportunity attack from the Ixitachital, the Ixitachital can make the following attack instead of using his bite. Uh, it's plus six to hit, does a D10 plus four piercing damage. It just hits with the tail. Yes. Um, um, there's no poison or anything. It almost looks like there should be, because it just looks like something that would be Like something else, like a, um, or like a life drain effect? Yeah, something along those lines. But that's what the bite does, is a life drain effect. But there's also a variant with an Ixitachital Cleric. So, again, these things are smart. Yeah. So, apparently, they can be super pious, and uh, Demogorgon can give them spells like Guidance, Thermitage, Charm person, create a shred of water, hold person, silence, dispel magic, and tongue. Nice. That's so pretty that's cool. It's a very interesting creature. So if it needs to speak other language, it can with magic. Do, do these things live in the uh, Prime Material Plane at all? I don't think so. Um, be, I mean, maybe. I mean, uh, where you have things like ab Aboliths and um, Krakens. Krakens, I could see this thing kind of being around. Yeah. But mainly, I would say they're they're... Uh, inherent to the gaping maw, or maybe even Dagon's lair. Sure. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. I didn't see anything that said they were in the material plane, but I don't see anything that says they're not necessarily there either. Right. Um, okay. But my my research wasn't uh, that focused on that monster. Of course. Other, not. Yeah. It's uh, you know search Demogorgon. Um, let's see. What do we got here? Um, Cult, cultists of Demogorgon don't just include these monsters. It includes humanoids, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> Intelligent, smart humanoids, but, you know, if you're a cultist of Demogorgon, you probably got something wrong upstairs. Catch probably. My, catch my dread. Like, yeah. It's not all good up there. Mm -hmm. it's, not, mm -hmm. yeah, it's bad. Well, we um, talk about this with a lot of the other demon lords. Too. Right. So yeah. the chaos of these demons, you know. Um, just some quick notes on, like, 
other cultists that I want to bring up. We, we brought up St. Cargoth, the Betrayer, who's I think is really cool. Yeah. Um, you have, like, the consort of Demogoron, Malkantha, and, like, there's some other succubi and succubus. There's, like... Well, I mean, let's be real. Malkantha is fucked and mated with pretty much every demon lord there is. There's a lot of Malkantha out there. That's her MO. She's building an army. Right. And she's her, a demon lord in her own right. And that's her sort of deal. Yeah. There's, um... <laughs> like, I can make demons. There's a Belcheresque, who is a potent valor of Demogorgon, oh, considered nice. to be his right hand. Cool, cool, cool. Um, you know, the most powerful type of demon that isn't like a like super demon. Yeah. Um, he's an honored agent of the Gorgon himself. Uh, he controls flocks of rocks. Do you know what rocks are? Yeah, they're Fly a type of demon. We've talked about them. We've talked about... Yeah. Well, uh, we, they're the vulture demons. Okay, so these vulture demons, they're flying all over the island. Yeah. Um, on balconies of the of his tower are uh, patrols of Hezrael, succubits, uh Glabrazu demons. Mm -hmm. Those are cool. Um, Belcheresque holds Scary. an evil artifact known as the Horn of the Sea Mother, yeah. in which if it is blown, he controls the beasts of the ocean. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. He just seems badass as fuck. Um, he's probably commanding the armies and stuff like that and, and having movement. I read stuff about boats uh, patrolling the waters of Demogorgon's lair. Okay. So, uh, like, crazy witches and shit like that. Yeah. And I don't know how canon they are yeah. and, and stuff like that. Lich pirate, female lich pirates. We covered a lot of these last time. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of this stuff is detailed in like Dragon magazines and like stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So it's this is old, old stuff. Um, but I mean, like basically, all you need to know is that Demon Gorgon has influence over lots of different, um, especially in his lair, like demons and stuff. But there's connections to the material plane and ways for Demon Gorgon to kind of manipulate and get into other layers of the abyss and find ways to fuck with people before they can fuck with him. Right. And that's his whole thing. Demon Goron's super paranoid, like a lot of creatures yeah. in D&D. There's a lot of networking. A lot of networking. So um, in terms of size of cult, not as much as a god, but way it's more than most fiends. The biggest. Like, you know, the only ones I think would be bigger are maybe Grazd, maybe yeah. Orcus. And those right. Are the only two. Those are probably the only ones to compete. It yeah. does say that... Um, like the major, the vast majority of fiends, Demon Goron's cult is the biggest. Um, yeah, it's just like shy of godhood level. Cult. Right, right. So um, yeah, uh, but we're getting there. So thanks everybody on Patreon. Mm -hmm. um, what uh, do you have any questions before we get into like the stat block and no. stuff? No, I don't think so. I'm ready to dive into I think stat it's block. Stat block time. Let's do it. So we got a big old stat block. Um, one of the most powerful things that I think we've read a stat block for. I can't think of another more powerful one we covered really. Well, I don't know. It's Challenge 26. It's up That's there. pretty high. Oh, the Tarrasque. The Tarrasque. The Tarrasque. Yeah. The Dragon? Red Dragon's uh, 24 or something no, like yeah, that? Yeah, it's like there. 24. Also, I don't know if we actually read the stat block for the Tarrasque. I think that might oh, have been we before did. we were doing that. But if not, we'll go back to it one day. So Demogorgon, huge fiend, demon, chaotic evil, armor class 22. That's natural armor, baby. Mm -hmm. uh, 406 HP. He could, we already know he can swim 50 feet per 406. round. 406. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's tanky. Big. Uh, so yeah, we already know he can swim 50 feet per round, and he also has walking speed of 50 feet per round. His ability scores are out of control, 29 strength, 26 constitution, 20 intelligence, 70 wisdom, 25 charisma, and also 14 dex, so that's his lowest one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, 14 so, dex is not low. No, it's not low, but it's really <clears throat> low compared to all the others. It's probably because he's so big. Yeah, exactly. Uh, saving throws. He's uh, proficient in dexterity, constitution, wisdom, and charisma saving throws. He's naturally proficient in insight and perception skills. He is resistant to cold, fire, and lightning. He's immune to poisoning, bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing damage that isn't magical. He's immune to being charmed, exhausted, frightened, or poisoned. He has true sight 120 feet, um, and he can speak all languages uh, and is telepathic. He He's around fucking rules. Yeah, <laughs> he has an eight spell casting based on his charisma, <clears throat> spell CC of 23. We're looking at uh, detect magic, major image, dispel magic, fear, telekinesis, feeble mind, and project image. He has a legendary resistance where three times a day he can choose to save a, save, succeed on a saving throw in case that he fails. He has magical resistance, which means he has advantage on saving throws against spells and other magical effects. Amen. Um, what? Amen. Sorry, oh, amen. Yeah, he said amen. Demogorgon's weapon attacks, which are his uh, tendrils, are considered <laughs> to be magical. Um, he also has a feature called Two Heads. Demogorgon has advantage on saving throws against being blinded, deafened, stunned, or knocked unconscious because he has two sets of ears and eyes. Because you got to do that shit two times. Indeed. <laughs> Multi attack. Demogorgon makes two tentacle attacks. So this is his basic physical attack, and it's it's a whole paragraph. 
A melee weapon attack plus 17 to hit. My god, reach 10 feet. One target, 3d12 plus 9 bludgeoning damage on a hit. If the target is a creature, it must exceed a DC 23 constitution saving throw, or its hit point maximum is reduced by the amount equal to the damage taken, which is a lot, because guess what? It's 3d12 plus 9. If you're uh, if you're a strong DM, I highly recommend if you're doing Demogorgon stuff, every time they get hit in the Gaping Maw by an Ixitatchel or Demogorgon, add that life to Demogorgon. Ooh, I like that. The reduction uh, lasts until the target finishes a long rest. The target dies if its hit point maximum is reduced to zero. The second uh, action that Demogorgon can take is called Gaze. Uh, Demogorgon turns his magical gaze towards one creature that he can see within 120 feet of him. The target must make a DC 23 wisdom saving throw. Unless the target is incapacitated, it can avert its eyes to avoid the gaze to automatically succeed on the save. If the target does so, it can't see Demogorgon until the start of its next turn. If the target looks at him in the meantime, it must immediately make the save. If the target fails the save, the target suffers one of the following effects of Demogorgon's choice, at ra or at random. One, beguiling gaze. The target is stunned until the start of Demogorgon's next turn or until Demogorgon is no longer within line of sight. Mm -hmm. Number two, hypnotic gaze. The target is charmed by Demogorgon until the start of Demogorgon's next turn. Demogorgon chooses how the charmed Target uses its actions, reactions, and movement, so it takes full control of you. Yikes. Uh, because this gaze requires Demogorgon to focus both heads on the target, he can't use his maddening gaze, legendary action, which we haven't even got to yet, until the start of the already. next turn. Yeah. yeah. And finally, <laughs> my favorite, insanity gaze. Yeah. The target suffers the effect of the confusion spell without making a saving throw. Uh, the effect lasts until the start of Demogorgon's next turn. Demogorgon doesn't need to concentrate on the spell. No. Hell yeah. yeah. That's super good. Yeah, it's very, very good. You just are now confused. Yeah. Or whatever the confusion spell says. You have to do that. I imagine yeah, you're pretty confused. Yeah, the confusion confused. spell is, is a very potent spell. There's actually. a random like table you roll on to determine like what happens to you Yeah, there's like five the or six different effects. Yeah. yeah. And then finally we have our legendary actions. So he only has two. Um, tail, which is just another attack on top of his tentacles. So it's plus 17 to hit. Reach 15 feet. Uh, one target, it does 2d10 plus 9 bludgeoning damage plus 2d10 necrotic damage, so it's got like that abyssal energy on it. Yeah, totally. And then finally, the maddening gaze, the one he can't do uh, at the same time as hypnotic gaze. Demogorgon uses his gaze action and must choose either the beguiling gaze or insanity gaze. So, oh, okay, it's a way f to pop off two beguiling gazes or two insanity gazes. <laughs> yeah, because, like, look, Demogorgon spending his whole turn to look at one person for six seconds is, like, a weird-looking combat. Yeah. Although effective for Demogorgon, I'm sure. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's weird-looking, but also, like there is, there's, like... <laughs> the way I picture it, it actually sounds fucking horrifying, because, like, this giant eight-monster tentacle for arm that stands two and a half doors tall like turns its heads and I just picture like both eyes of whatever heads are looking at you like give this like blinding white shine yeah I, and like I, same you know and it just that I don't know it just yeah thing. it just looks horrifying and then suddenly the thing he's looking at starts behaving like in a very detrimental way <laughs> yeah. and you can do this to two people right so, like let's say you're a squad of five like he just dropped two of your people for a round and yeah sure he's open to attacks but so your two people might be attacking you now, or yeah, attacking that's, themselves. That's exactly right. I mean, or jumping it, off a cliff. I think there is a confusion, uh, like random table option to just be cool. You know what happened? I started talking a little too good about Arcus. Do you are gonna shut off our cameras? I told you, dude. I'll stop doing that. Uh, I want to read the layer stuff, if you don't mind. Fuck. I just, <laughs> I just shut this book. Oh, what do you know? I opened right back up to it. Hell yeah. Demogorgon's will. Thank you, Demogorgon. Also, this is like a fresh... I, I have not read a lot of Mordekinen's. I've read some. I have bookmarks in here, but... Um, I want. I didn't talk too much about, like, what the lair does. No. So I wanted to... And that is that. important, yeah. Um, so we pretty also much covered this first. Yes. <clears throat> so that's kind of what I want to go over. On an initiative count of 20, losing initiative ties, Demogorgon takes a lair action to cause one of the following effects. He can't use the same effect two rounds in a row. The first one is that Demogorgon creates an illusory duplicate of himself which appears in his own space and lasts until initiative count 20 of the next round. On his turn, Demogorgon can, can move the illusory duplicate a, a distance equal to his walking speed, no action required. The first time a creature or object interacts physically with Demogorgon, for example by hitting him with an attack, there is a 50% chance that the illusory duplicate is being affected, not Demogorgon himself, in which case the, the illusion disappears. The next one is that Demogorgon casts the Darkness spell four times at its lowest level, targeting oh different gosh. areas within uh, with the spell. Yeah. 
Demogorgon does not need to concentrate on spells which end on initiative count 20 for the next round. He's so powerful, he can just do this magic that usually takes, like, consistent action yeah. to maintain. Yeah. So, uh, we'll get into, um, oh, aspects of Demogorgon. So I, I do, I forgot to touch on that. So Demogorgon's creating stuff. He's creating shit that looks like him. So maybe, like, I can see why Stranger Things kind of is doing this thing. with the t- It kind of looks like a Demogorgon a little bit in some ways. Oh, really? I don't know. Compared to some of the stuff I was looking at, I pulled up Dragon Magazine... Uh, or I'm sorry, Dungeon Magazine 149, and it's got these really cool um, Demogorgon like sort of like post experiment. Like one of them is general, and uh, I was telling you, uh, Will before the cast that we could do like a whole podcast on this magazine and just the mod- the Demogorgon module. But here's this thing, Will. If you can look around and see it, it's called the Gorgant. This kind of reminds me of uh, Stranger the, Things the a little bit, yeah. yeah, but not like, vaguely. So it's got the baboon head or the mandrel head, yeah. but it's like the front of it, where it would normally have its eyes, is like the side of it instead, and it's got two heads on either yeah. side. Um, I would just say, like, I haven't watched all three seasons of Stranger Things, like. The boys play D and D, and thus when monsters show up, they name it after a monster from the game. But they right. have zero to do with each other. And the like, for example, spoilers for Stranger Things. I'm not apologizing. Um, the thing that's way stronger and way above the demigorgon of Stranger Things is called the Mind Flayer. Right. Which yeah. is, you know, if you put that in D and D terms, that doesn't even make sense because no. the demigorgon is way above and beyond a Mind Flayer. And the thing that is the Mind Flayer is nothing like uh, an illithid, So. Uh, so here's here's another one, the General Bogramar. Um, okay. This thing looks scary. This thing does look like a dinosaur monkey. Oh yeah, it's very forms. similar to him. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to to touch on those before we we get away. Maybe one day we'll cover um, Dungeon Magazine. I mean, I'm sure one day we'll do a maybe a Year of the Fiend or something. Year of like the Fiend. Um, the region containing Demogorgon's lair is warped by his magic, creating one or more of the following effects. The area within six miles of the lair becomes overpopulated with lizards, poisonous snakes, and other venomous beasts. Beasts within one mile of the lair become violent and crazed, even creatures that are normally docile. So here's where it comes in with like the monkeys and stuff, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. If a humanoid spends at least one hour within one mile of the lair, the creature must succeed a DC 23 wisdom saving throw or descend into madness. Okay. Determined by the madness of Demogorgon on table, mm-hmm. which is normal for demons, mm-hmm. uh, a creature that succeeds on the saving throw can't be affected by this regional effect again for 24 hours. If Demogorgon dies, these effects <laughs> never. These effects <laughs> fade over the course of 1d10 days. Don't worry about that. Madness of Demogorgon. If a creature goes mad in Demogorgon's lair within the line of sight of Demon Lord, roll on the madness of Demogorgon table to determine the nature of the madness, which is a character flaw that lasts until cured. See the Dungeon Master's Guide for more on madness, and there is a big section on madness. Yeah. Um, so, on 1 to 20, someone is plotting to kill me. I need to strike first to stop them. Paranoia. Oof. Uh, 21 to 40, there is only one solution to my problems. Kill them all. Uh, Psychopathic. 41 to 60, there is more than one mind inside my head. Schizophrenia? You're going to feel that duality, that, that <laughs> yeah. split personality stuff. There we go. Uh, 61 through 80, if you don't agree with me, I'll beat you into submission to get my way. <laughs> that's a one head, the mean head. That's Yeah, I have a good eye. There's some characters that are just like that. Oh, yeah. um, you don't need to roll madness. That's true. 81 to 100, I can't allow anyone to touch anything that belongs to me. They might try to take it away from me. Okay, back to the paranoia. Okay. Yeah, you're kind of like... I know he is a very paranoid demon. You can't take my good sword. Right. It's mine. That's all I have on Demogorgon, Will. Okay. For now. I think it's finally time we took a long rest. Let's take a long rest. Or get ready for one, at least. Let's do it. Ah, William, it's time for our long rest. It's been a long episode talking about Demogorgon. We've been through trials and tribulations in this episode, the likes of which we see occasionally on the show. It's true. Um, you know, uh, when you talk about Demogorgon, you have to talk about lots of other stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Maybe mm-hmm. that upset him a little bit. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah. we are in the long rest portion of the show. Um... I do. Oh, them slippies. They're pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, cool. They're from Demogorgon. He actually, uh, they're actually L.L. Bean. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Demogorgon. <laughs> um, really appreciate it. Uh, so, <laughs> the next 
we have a contest going. Oh, yeah, we do. We do. Um, um, you can win it if you want. I think so. Um, when this episode's airing, there should be, what, a few weeks left? A couple weeks a left. A couple weeks yeah. left. We're giving away a bundle of uh, the whole Icewind Dale thing going on, the new module. What is Rhyme it? Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Yeah, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. So we're giving out the deluxe version of the book, Rhyme yes. of the Frostmaiden. We're giving away the matching set die mm-hmm. that goes with it, and we are giving away... Um, a random bundle of painted minis that are also from Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Are they painted? They are painted. Oh, wow. Yes, That's they cool. Are. Yeah, yeah, I think the box comes with four, um, and they're random from like a set of like 50 or something yeah. like that. Yeah, so, so you'll get four rando Frostmaiden minis, which fucking, fuck yeah. Yeah. Fucking cool. And uh, if you want to win uh, this bundle of prizes, all you have to do is share the show. Uh, on Twitter, if you share the show there, you can just put the hashtag DungeonCast. If you want to share the show elsewhere, like Facebook, uh, I don't know, TikTok, whatever all these social medias are that I don't use out there. Uh, Goddamn kids just, and their TikTok <laughs> dances. Just uh, send us proof to uh, the DungeonCast.gmail.com and we'll uh, enter you in the contest. We are announcing a winner on September 15th. I do believe Brian has some specific rules for Instagram. Yeah, um, we're keeping it light on Insta these days. So let's just uh, tag a friend in, in their own comment. Um, you can say whatever else you want to, but just tag one person. That'll get you an entry. You make sure you like the post and that you're following the account to be valid to win. Um, and then if you want to enter again, just like tag somebody else, you know, just keep doing that. Uh, you could, I, I don't know, tag like 30 people. That'd be great. <laughs> you could enter 30 times. So like there's a way to, to rack up like extra, you know, to up your odds of getting a uh, victory. Mm-hmm. Victory. It is a contest, right? It is. Um, this is like who can tag the most people and then get lucky. <laughs> right. Um, we're going to roll randomly on a table across all our platforms. We're going to culminate all the names together. But um, yeah, that's that's what you can do to enter on on the gram. So find me on the gram, uh, the Dungeon Cast. You can find Will on Twitter at the Dungeon Cast. If you're looking uh, to send us proof uh, that you shared it somewhere else, the Dungeon Cast at gmail.com. Or if you're looking for. Uh, episode sponsorship you can do that up people are reaching out to us across like our social media and i uh i'm just going to direct everybody to go to the uh the dungeoncast gmail.com go ahead and reach out to us there um if you're interested in that and we can we can talk um so yeah ready to call it a game i'm ready let's call it let's call it a game bye everybody thanks later heard the name Mary Queen of Scots and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the British monarchy but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like for instance did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language in my podcast vulgar history we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part mini-series about the fascinating life of Mary Queen of Scots Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy complicated lives of women from the olden times Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were. And it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But I'm dedicated to sharing the sides of the stories we don't always hear, and each episode is supported by rigorous historical research. Turns out there's really something about Mary Queen of Scots. So be sure to turn into my series about Mary Queen of Scots and check out the other incredible women I've talked about while you're there. You can listen and subscribe to Vulgar History wherever you get your podcasts and learn more at vulgarhistory.com.